Sophia Fallon here with King Dom. And we're here at the Playlist Retreat, and this is the Playlist Retreat podcast. And I'm so excited about this conversation just because of the people I'm surrounded by right now. We're sitting here with the legendary and iconic Grammy nominated singer, no, songwriter, and producer duo from Philly. Badly. Ivan Barrios and Carmen Hagens. And we're also here with the incredible Xavier Omar. Um, just to talk about the state of R&B, both of, all three of you guys have created music that I've cried to, that I, has been a soundtrack to my love life. So I just want to talk to you guys about, you know, how have you seen R&B change? What's going on? Seeing you. Well, it, it's interesting. Like I've seen the, tra uh, the evolution of R&B, like from when we first came on the scene, and what we knew R&B to be, to now when you know looking back after participating in a culture and and making records you you see now that um r b has evolved into something where people aren't afraid now to really uh talk about what was taboo in our culture right mm. like for years it was all like for when you look back at the the classic era i'm gonna call it the classic era when you're talking about the multi era stacks even philly international it was like the cool guy, you know, yeah. the, the the cool dude that's, you know, the strong, silent type. Mm -hmm. Man, I don't, I don't get hurt, you mm -hmm. know, that type mm -hmm. dude, you know. Then it evolved to uh, the era where rap was so influential in R&B where it was almost like the, the singers were making records for the street guys. Mm. Yeah. And now you see this, uh, the... What exists now is you see the artists now aren't they don't they don't look at, at what's taboo anymore. They just basically talk about what they're you know what what the true honest feelings are, and you see people a lot more receptive. I usually I, I have a term that I coin. I call it insecure R and B, mm -hmm. not because of you know it being insecure, but typically with the same themes you see on it's it's a race show. Yeah, that that type of. Uh, millennial um, crowd that, that's out there that goes through a lot of those dynamics that you hear in the R&B. So I, 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 I use that term loosely, but it, yeah. it's actually honest. People now are in a space where they're a lot more fluid with their feelings. They're not like, I'm not going to say this because I don't, you know, I'm worried about what people are saying. I think social media has made it so that you can, you know, be a lot more forthcoming with your, with your, with your thoughts and and in your views, so that's the evolution that I've seen in the past five, six years right now in R&B. So when it came to like that evolution, was it tough to adjust at first? Not really. I think um, it with, with every, again with every genre, especially with R&B, like every decade there's something new happening, right? Right. right. Now it's kind of transitioning to like every five years, but every decade something new comes into play. Even when we were coming into play, it was like, yo, you guys are putting too much hip hop in your music. You know what I mean? Really? And, wow. you know, he's an MC, I'm an MC. Yeah. We rhyming over beats and, and, and creating music that way. But then we also had the love of what came before us and the respect right. of what came before us. So we used those elements with the teaching of Jazzy Jeff um, and, and the molding of a touch of jazz, but we used those elements to put into the, the essence of music that we wanted to do. Right. So it was like, the music that we want to hear, I ride through the hood, so street niggas gotta be able to 
Be like, yo, Carl, you soft. I'm over here with the, what you know what I mean? The melt, melting vocals, you know what I mean? Like, yo, you done got soft. So it, the music had to be hard enough that the thugs would be like, I love this, yeah. but then it also be respectable enough that the women's be like, I love this. Mm-hmm. So watching that transition, when we started that, people were like, yo, don't do that. That's crazy. Yeah. And then it started to evolve into something different. And, and now... And the conversations we were having, too, the same way. We talked about the realest things. We put real emotions in the records. We had those real conversations that people were afraid to have. And and they kind of watching it turn into what it turned into now. Someone told me um, that what we did was like the the spark of the new change of R&B. And it was like, wow, I I never looked at it from that perspective. But they was like Drake came from Music Soul Child, yeah, sure. and a Jeff lot of Scott, people, yeah, yeah. right, exactly. So it's like that that idea that what we were creating was actually making, giving a new future, those new kids, the freedom to be more open. So we were open and reserved with the respect. The new kids are like, yo, I'm just gonna say what I'm gonna say, yeah. and I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like. You can just be mad at me because I don't care. I don't care about nothing. I care about making my statement, and that's it. So, yeah, yeah the evolution is crazy, but, you know, it was tough to accept. You know, everybody's talking about turning up, being nasty, super freaky, disrespecting women. I don't really, I'm not into that life, but I do understand, you know, men start talking like that because women started living like that. So everybody started living in the strip club culture. So there, there is no respect. Yeah. There's money for, for whatever you want. So wow. if I pay you for what I need you to do, you listen to what I say. So mm-hmm. I think we went into that strip club culture, mm-hmm. and that's where, that's where we were. Mm-hmm. But the new generation is bringing some emotion, real-life situations, more love, respect, even with their own personal feelings attached to it. Yeah. Like, I feel this way, but I still respect you on this level. So it's, it's kind of transitioning like that, that I don't care to I do care is starting do. to mesh together right. and, and give us good. Just more authenticity. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that I think this is not the first, but I, I believe I, I kind of grew up in the first uh, generation that saw both sides uh, exist yeah. In, yeah. in R&B. So... Maybe like I think my first real realization of where of the time in music I was in, as far as R and B goes, was like Drew Hill, cause Mad Young. So just like Drew Hill, you know, all the all the R and B like groups and all that, right? And by the time I was getting into what middle school, there was suddenly the there's the duality. Music Soul Child and Lloyd exist at the same time. Wow. While Lloyd is, uh, he can work with with the street dudes, but he also, you know, will still try to do his R and B for the women and all that. And you got Music Soul Child only focused on that old school, like yeah. that nice, like relevant soul, you know. Yeah. And he really was the guy that they, uh, a lot of people would say, ushered in the neo soul sound. Yeah. But the duality happened from there, and then suddenly we saw it sprinkle into hip hop because of Nelly, yeah. um, and you can say from there, from Nelly is Drake and all these other people, Fetty Wild, all these guys yeah. Yeah. that you could uh, lead to. But I think that that kind of early 2000s era was the first time you saw both, like both extremes really exist together. Yeah. Uh, and it faded for a while because more of, I would say the Lloyd type of R&B singer was who was winning and the music soul child type of singers were not like you you just didn't see that anymore and it wasn't until i feel and i mean always correct me 
But I, I don't think it was until maybe like Frank Ocean that we started seeing like emotion come back into the R and B because wow. he had the weekend, yeah. Party was starting to make his way in. All Miguel. these guys, Drake, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Miguel, Miguel, and Miguel has always he because he's yeah right, because he's right, Cali. Right. He's yeah. always kind of been kind of yeah. whichever way you want to go, that's where I'm gonna go. Yeah. I, I love her. Also, I'm a pimp. Right, like, right. like right. Right. Miguel right. was like both sides, he would yeah. play both. And Frank was the first guy at that time that we didn't really feel like even tried to approach the, the harder side. Now he's rapping, and, yeah, and you'll yeah, see that. Yeah. But at the moment, it didn't feel like that. And now you look at today's climate, and I think we accept her and we accept Daniel Caesar uh, because we miss it, because we miss Jill Scott. You know, because we miss. Yeah, Moses Sumney, because we miss. India Ari and a lot of these people who just brought it the way that they felt it in a very in a way that would like fill us yeah. and now these artists have come back and I mean obviously now it's once again it's still we still have the duality right. um, but it almost feels as if the more soulful the more, tru more truthful R&B artists are the ones that are leading the way now yeah. you know even though we got faded out before right yeah, right. yeah. yeah. there's like a resurgence yeah. right. that's yeah. happening and it, I, I, that's so interesting because I was so prepared to come into this saying you know I feel like the artists right now um, especially the male R&B artists aren't as vulnerable as before right like before yeah. someone's falling on their knees like I'll make love to you and like right. I'm like I don't see that anymore right. yeah. but you're right there is this duality of like you know I, I, I love you and I'm vulnerable but also there's that bravado and like you know f you and all that because yeah, those yeah. are real human emotions right. yeah. so people are being a lot more honest in a sense. and i think also that it's not as theatrical as it used to be like yeah. i always feel like when, <laughs> when, when you mentioned those groups yeah it was almost like you know no, no disrespect mm -hmm. to some of those guys because they you know they shifted the culture but you got the sense that everything was choreographed yeah, yeah. not just the, you know the dance moves and, and, and what they did but you know how to talk, how to behave, how to, you know, how to project the image right. you're projecting onto the people. It was very calculated. It was mm. almost like an algorithm. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, I think people have broken up, broken out of that. You mm. know, yeah. uh, there is. Uh, I, I think because of the culture that we live in, you get instant feedback. Mm. You know, you don't have to wait for people to, you know. Uh, to tell you whether they feel you or not, you'll know it right away, you right. know, mm -hmm. with, with, with social media and, and digital. And I just think that the, the society that we live in right now is such that it kind of doesn't value that same system of like, you know, everybody, even though we all tend to follow the same trends, mm -hmm. but I think we now embracing being a lot more of individuals Free you know form. you right. know right mm -hmm. so shout out to Kanye yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you see that a lot more in R&B you don't mm -hmm. have the whole cookie cutter approach where it used to be like okay this is your R&B artist mm -hmm. you got to get him a haircut he's got to look like this he's got to mm -hmm. wear you know the the, the style look right mm -hmm. doesn't work anymore yeah. and people, right. it doesn't really resonate with people like yeah. you can come at someone with being more genuine and not fitting this this uh, music industry mold of what an R&B artist is supposed to look like, yep. and it's it's a lot more palatable than it, than it used to be in the past. You know, like I know how Bilal and music were mm -hmm. when they came on the scene. It was just like, yeah, but they, you know, they don't look like Carl Thomas. Yeah. You know, and they don't look like Usher. So the idea of an R&B artist was the the manicured, right, calculated. Um, Pretty stylized boy. look right. that you yeah. would get from those artists so now it's like 
You don't need no stylist. Yeah. Now yeah. I feel like now it's a lot like with social media. I feel like social media changes music all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like with R and B, I feel like now it's how what what can I do to stand out the most? Right. You know what I mean? What can yeah. can I make my hair pink? And right. green, but if I can sing, then now everybody else is doing it. You know, yeah. creating your own trends, like you said, not yeah. so much of a cookie cutter mold of what an R&B artist is. Right. But what do you guys think when it comes to like social media? Do you think social media, like on the rap end, I'll say it like this: on the rap end, I feel like social media has made the game crowded. Okay. You know, everybody can rap now, everybody can do this and that. Um, you got to really wade through a lot to find who the gems are. Yeah. Now with R and B, is it the same way? With because you is. know nobody yeah. thinks about that. What yeah. about the you know, sound? It is. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why it's, it is the same because people are cynical by nature, right? Yeah. Um, I remember when Kalani first came out. We we worked with Kalani before yeah. Kalani uh, uh, had went back in and redid her sound. Yeah. But she put in work. But because she debuted on SoundCloud, then the stigma was, oh, she's a SoundCloud singer. Right. Mm. Almost trying to belittle. Mm. That Kay- Kaylani can really sing, right? Yeah. You know, you be belittling her uh, any artistic merit that she might have by virtue of going into the studio and working with who she's working in and, and, and working hard uh, to perform these records, whatever it is that made Kaylani Kaylani, right? Because of social media being what it is right now mm-hmm. and the perception people have of social, social media artists or social media social media driven artists, they right. were like re- reduced her to a she's a SoundCloud. R&B singer, like how they say, oh, he's a SoundCloud rapper. Right. Yeah. So that to me is what kind of hurts the process because you have to, you know, navigate that that that, that, that sea of cacophony of all this crazy noise that's out there. Yeah. Right. And it's harder for artists now. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's harder for somebody like yourself yeah. who's rooted in in um in what you're rooted in to have to wade through all these different people on my timeline talking yeah. about. I sing. Yeah. Check right. my homie out. He sings. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, the other side of it is 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 definitely a great tool. It's a great tool. Right. And, and again, um, I'm a firm believer in that your Instagram page is your personal network. That's your personal ABC, NBC, Fox. That's your personal Fox. Mm. And whatever you televise on your station will make people tune in to watch you, right? Right. right. Uh, you know, the silly guys, they, it's silliness. So you tune in every day to see the new silliness that's up there that'll make you laugh, right? right. That'll entertain you in some way, some shape or form. So right now, the same thing for every artist and anybody that's working on social media has to look at it like, this is my network and I have to program this every day, all day long yeah. to make it entertaining, to make people tune in to come back or at least have a set time right. that they know 6.30 a.m., he's going to be here. Right. I'll tune in or I'll catch it a little later in the day. Yeah. 12 noon every day, this happens. So it kind of trains people how to follow you yeah. and yeah. how to... Instead of you following them. Instead of you yeah. following them, following you, mm-hmm. right? So you kind of train them on how to follow you. Right. And in that, you teach them how to respect your art, how to love your art, how to actually enjoy the art. Right, so you go to the cook any cooking uh, Instagram page. They showing you how to prepare the food for it to taste a certain way. Right, right. Same thing. You prepare your listeners on how to enjoy your music by what you program on your network, which is your Instagram page. So it works in a good. There's a good side, but the same with Ivan saying the bad side is it's so much clutter 
you have to do something outrageous in order to get recognized. Yeah. But with singers, the difference with, with the clutter of singers and rappers is with the clutter of rappers, I think it's harder for them in the sense of you don't really have to say anything amazing for your song to pop. It could just be funny. You don't have to you don't have to do anything. As a singer, if you can't sing, you can't fake that. Right, can't yeah, fake that's that. true. It's yeah. not we, that's not gonna get past our ears that you can't sing. Right. Um, right. very that's rarely true. will it ever like yeah. somebody who's not very vocally talented. Oh. Singers are snobs, I know. They'll yeah. be like mm -hmm. Well, Make like, well, fans, well, fans are too. Fans know yeah. I can't sing, but neither can you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it is. It's a little bit different in the sense of those. It, there's a lot of them, but they don't get through to the the levels that they want to get to, um, or the levels that other better singers get to. So the those spots for us aren't as cluttered. The higher spots aren't yeah. as cluttered. Right. The, the festival shows, the right. all R&B shows, stuff like right. that. You have to yeah. fight as hard because the good just shines through for the right. most yeah. part. Sure. Um, unless you're just starting out, of course that's going to be right. a, a different road for you. Yeah. Um, but the ones who have been going for a while, it's not as hard if you're, if you're good. Yeah. Um, but it, as like I said, as a rapper, you ain't even got to be, you got one record right. that we could all say back with you. Yeah. Doesn't take a lot of talent, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I, so I think that that's it's far more uh, a harder road, yeah. but the clutter I think is just the same. You don't get a lot of like R and B. I feel like well, one hit wonders anymore. What? I feel like with hip hop, you get a lot of uh, one hit wonders. Like you know, not to bash anybody, but designer. Yeah, yeah Panda. Yeah. But, yeah. Panda. Some people know the song; they don't even know who sings <laughs> it. Right. You know, but R and B, I don't feel like you get that as much. You don't get because, like you say, you're singing. If you sing, you sing. If you can't, you can't. These yeah. days, at least, right? Yeah, you don't see it as often, yeah. right? I people, like, people invest though. People are invested in, in, in people's crafts too. Yeah. yeah, I think right now, like, uh, I, I think the consumer is a, lo a lot more learned. Right now, like, you don't have like. You can't rely on a label to tell you, yo, these are the hot new artists and you got the shiny packaging and you got prime positioning on the aisle mm -hmm. at the store and you'd be like, let me try this CD. Mm -hmm. Oh, such and such produced this or this is this, like you don't have that anymore. Right. Unless you really go digging, you're not gonna find it. But you know, based on the algorithms now on, on streaming services, right. you take more chances. Yeah. And the fact that you're streaming and you're not coming out of pocket you, you you tend to do a lot more homework and you and you dig and you and you mm -hmm. discover and, and you lead someone to or Daniel Caesar lead to you and you lead to Caliucci's and Caliucci's lead to someone else and yeah. it's like it's kind of like a, a cycle that keeps going yeah, right. and I think that's that's the the difference now too I think people um, they have that benefit of uh, being able to discover music mm -hmm. a lot more organically than they did before it's, it's the investment it's not as, as high as it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Xavier, I have a question for you, and I'm so glad that Ivan brought it up, but what are you rooted in? And how do you kind of navigate this oversaturation, in, in a sense, in R&B today? Like, uh, what's your approach? Everything's always based off just the my real life mm -hmm. and, uh, and my belief, my belief of Jesus. And so my approach uh, for, for records will always come from that perspective mm -hmm. in a sense of, Either I'm, I'm being truthful about something that maybe is a little bit um, taboo, yeah. but I'm being honest about it and letting you know that that's something I also faced and dealt with, mm -hmm. or um, I'm trying to help somebody bring up their perspective of their, their own self yeah. or uh, what they should accept yeah. when it comes to a relationship or 
um, what they should accept out of someone else, yeah. uh, what they should accept from their own selves. Mm -hmm. So really, it's, it's really based in and rooted in uh, value and worth for, your, for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because from there, if we can start there, we don't have to worry about you really going and destroying other people's hearts or mm -hmm. um, hurting other people because you're hurting. Yeah. If you can help, if we can start with helping yourself and realizing your value, helping you love yourself, then from there, you know, everything else can, can branch from there. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I want to, I keep it rooted there because there's just so much to deal with that for the most part on a, on a major level hasn't been dealt with in music. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we tend to just hear, you're always going to hear a feel good love song mm -hmm. and that's going to be true for people's lives all the time all year it never goes out of season somebody's in love somebody's happy mm -hmm. um but also somebody's dealing with something they're not talking about yeah. and if you don't want to talk about or deal with that taboo subject because you also want to want to hold back as an artist you may not be able to help somebody get into that next level yeah. for their life or be free from that so i try to be as honest as possible about uh self-worth and, and the value um just so that there can be uh, freedom when, when people listen to my music, freedom yeah. in their minds. Yeah. Yeah. Freedom and authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you, I like that you brought up um, God, because we talked about that song, you know, Why Do You Love Me? And I yeah. feel like so many people listen to that song and thought it was about a relationship uh -huh. with a, another person. But then yeah. after you listen to it, you're like, wait, he's talking about God. Uh -huh. Yeah. Why do you love me? And a lot of people can't master that. Yeah. You know, creating a song about God that doesn't necessarily sound like a gospel song. Uh -huh. So a lot of people may not be into that. Yeah. yeah. So it's not, it doesn't, this is the thing, um, whatever you're talking about, just because I'm talking about God doesn't mean it now has to sound like all music mm -hmm. that, um, or music that mainly uh, focuses itself in God, like Christian contemporary or mm -hmm. gospel. Mm -hmm. I don't have to use those avenues to get that through. And I think that that's a, a broken mindset to think that that's how it has to be done. Mm -hmm. Because if it's a part of my everyday life and in my everyday life, I like trap music, why can't I do it there? Or if yeah. I like slow down R&B, yeah. why can't I do it there? It's my life, and to rightly apply anything that's supposed to be spiritual, it should be rightly applied in every area of your life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm not going to be, um, and I encourage no one to be held back by um, the yeah the, the yeah. genre or the, the typical sound of whatever it is that they may be approaching. Because mm -hmm. um, if there's no one sound for, for love, if love can be country and it can be R&B and it can be hip-hop and it can be whatever else, then I, I don't feel like God has to be only gospel, has to be yeah. only CCM, mm -hmm. or whatever it is that you're trying to express doesn't have to be only that thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's something else I, I want to tackle and continue mm -hmm. to. That same yeah. thing's happening in the hip hop. Yeah. You know, yeah. my, me, myself, I grew up in the church, so you know, my first thing with hip hop was being in a Christian rap group. Mm -hmm. But now, yeah. you know, think people like Lecrae have changed yeah. things to where you're yeah. breaking out the mold of, okay. you know, mm -hmm. this needs to sound like this. Yeah. No, you just need to talk about your life. For sure, you know what I mean. That's cool. Talking about cool, politics, sure. Black Lives Matter, right? He's he's grown up a lot, uh, yeah. and, and you know oh. he's he's definitely he's, spider, definitely. he's definitely uh, an adult, but he's he's grown up in the sense of um, you know we a lot of us because I started in Christian hip hop as well yeah. as a singer, and a lot of us were catering the the music to make our parents happy. Well, not so well the youth groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So the kids' parents yeah. happy. It's true. Um, so that they can bring us in because there's no other way to make money. Yeah. Your music might sell and might not, but we all know as an artist, one of the more consistent ways to get money is your shows. Yeah. So if I can rack up on those, I'm not really worried that much or how that deeply about selling 
so much unless I'm just worried about my deal or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. But you're just really worried about, you know, just bringing money in at all. And so we focused in on that so much um, that it would cloud stuff. And then you start realizing when the black issues came up, mm -hmm. oh, wait, they're not, they don't get it and they're not on our side. Yeah. Um, and so you, you saw those things change um, and you saw the the blackness become blackity black black. And all the, the and, and the music, whether it was R&B, whether it was, yeah. you know, rappers who, who were in Christian hip hop or still are, whatever it is, all that shifted and changed because yeah of the climate and I think yeah. we see that we haven't we see that happen a lot in music that whatever the climate is uh, there's always got to be someone that's going to step up and and speak out regardless of what was working before mm -hmm. that doesn't work today now yeah. we have to adjust and um, speak on things that will affect our lives yeah. if we don't you know yeah I interviewed Lecrae he said something really dope he talked to speaking specifically towards the Christian community. He was like, you know, if you're going to be pro-life, you have to be about that inside the womb and outside the womb yeah. for black lives, for all lives, yeah. right? That's what he said, so, yeah. I got a quick question for you guys. Just uh, on the music industry tip, um, what is artist development like now? Because with social media, I feel like I've talked to a few and they said that artist development isn't like you find a talent in a club somewhere and say, oh my God, they're amazing, let me develop this. It's more of like social media, you gotta almost have a following first. You gotta have done the leg work yourself. Mm. Some have said there is no artist development anymore. The artists develop themselves. What do you guys feel about that? It's 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 both sides, right? So major labels go on the internet or actually have an assistant troll the internet and find artists that have made some type of success, yeah. and then they bring them in and kind of use that platform of that artist to move along their agenda, right? Right. The artist already has movement, has traction, and, and probably making enough money to be okay. They'll come in and do what they have to do to monopolize that situation, and sometimes even shut the artist down mm. because the artist may be in the way, right. right? But then you have the other producers that'll find artists and bring them in, clean them up, get a true understanding of who they are, mm. and develop them. These are the things we're gonna talk about, this is who you want to talk to. Who do you want to? Who, who you want your conversation to be with? Right. Who are you talking to when you create your record? Mm -hmm. Who do you want to impact? Yeah. Right. Let's know your impact. Mm -hmm. What is your movement behind this? Mm -hmm. Who are you trying to motivate? Yeah. And, and we like to find what's, what's your, your battle cry? Right. Right. What's your social? What's social justice you want to stand up mm -hmm. for? And once we know that, then we can. Okay. This is how we do it. We have to make sure your career goes this way. So when you're talking this, it all falls in line. Mm -hmm. So that way you won't confuse your followers. Because mm -hmm. the moment they're confused, they're going to go away. Yeah. So that still happens. We still do it. And a lot of other producers still do it as well. So you guys well. are still developing artists. Of course, yeah, most right. definitely. But, but for the most part, like when you look at the business model right now, it's, it's not, from a financial standpoint, it's not fiscally the prudent thing to do at a label. Right. You yeah. know, they want to find a car that's already doing 45 miles an hour. Right. Yeah. We know if we inject this fuel in this car, this car will go, go, it's going to do 95 sure. right. The era of ground zero to build it up to 100 stories, it doesn't exist. Time is money. You know, and yeah. it's kind of, it leaves it leaves a lot of artists to self-A&R. Yeah. Me and my homies, we, we, <laughs> me and my homie made this album. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, you got someone who knows just as much as you telling you what it is you should do right so but it, the one benefit from that is that because you like you're getting it into the hands of the consumers directly without any of the 
um, filters that you would typically have in the era we came up in. There right. was no way to get to your fans or potential fans if you didn't if you didn't go through the process of putting a record out professionally. Like right now with the components that we have out there, um, you can fine tune your craft as you go along. Right. Until you get to 40, 40 mile an hour. Right. And then they can find you. You so, can get that feedback from your fans immediately. Yeah. So every a lot of artists are self A and R and and. There are some flaws with that, but there also there's also some things. The good ones who, who, eventually become the the luminaries and the future icons. They understand that okay, you know what? This is this is a, a constantly work in progress type of craft, and they and they dedicate themselves, and they see what they're doing wrong, yeah. and then they correct that, right. and they add to that, and they add more layers, and they add more layers. So that's what we have now. You know, you have and a lot of the artists that we're discovering. A lot of times, we, you know, we're hearing them at the same time that the label people are hearing them. They're like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, just at the same time as y'all say, "Yo, who's yeah. this? Who's this artist?" Yeah. Right. So that that's the the duality of yeah the lack sure. of true A and R from a label and, and, and you know people doing it themselves. Yeah. And, and and adding on to that, one of the, the the major things that I I believe in artist development, what it does is it actually teaches the artist not to look at this moment but what's going to happen 10 years from now. Yeah. So artist development gets you prepared for the future of who you're going to be versus who you think you are right now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, be you, but while you're here, you're going to be building this whole home right here before yeah. you get there. So when you get halfway there, your people will be following you into that house. So, wow. and, and, and that's the, it's, it's <laughs> that's the fourth with Music Soul Child with me. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was a lifelong fan. And one of those things that you said is like, you guys made those albums over a course of 10 years. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. constantly. So yeah. that's right. So the, you build that from ground zero. And now. We was officially the first drop of album every year. <laughs> Word. You yeah. definitely did. Every year. Yeah. Every year. Speaking of future icons, who are some R&B artists that are on your radar right now? Or who you feel inspire you? Or you feel are like the ones mm. to watch that we should be watching? I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's hard to say who. Well, I'm, I'm watching, you know, of course, SZA is, is in everybody's mouth right now. Yeah. And, and because of her artistry, mm -hmm. you know, is it, I understand the, the glitz and glamour that came behind it. Yeah. But when you look at that penmanship, That's what I'm saying. That's her, difference. her yeah. pen game is yeah. different. Crazy. Yep, it's yeah. real different. different. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And she sounds... Speaks in purely metaphor. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's so dope. And it's good because it's three levels to what she's doing, right? Yeah. There's the level for the, the dummies who just want the hook yeah. and the beat. And then there's the level for the wordsmith who are like love the design of the wordsmith. And then it's the depth for those who are like deep thinkers and they see that double entendre in the record. You know what I'm saying? So her penmanship is incredible. So I, like broken clocks. Right. It's about like staying in the past. And it right. took me a while to realize like, wait, she's talking about staying in the past in a past relationship. That's why she calls it broken clocks. Yeah, pretty uh, dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, you know, that for me, she's one. Uh, I think Gabby's dope with her. She's a dope one. She's been doing it for a while, and she showed that she's a, a, the perfect example of like when you really believe in your craft yeah. and you stick with it, yeah. eventually it's, it's just going to knock all the, all the doors, all the barriers in your way. Yeah. But um, I think her musicality and her, her writing and her approach and her honesty have resonated with a lot of people. I, I went to one of her shows and it was like, okay, they, they really fell in yeah. mm -hmm. you know, And it wasn't even anything that was like, uh, 
put together from your typical label, mm -hmm. hey, let's go do an album and we're going to pull out all these calls to all these producers and songwriters and we're going to make an album by committee. It wasn't even one of those. Yeah. It was just her going in and making honest music and it found an audience. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that organic uh, method is the one that we usually end up talking about 20, 30 years from now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think she's definitely one to watch. Uh, I've got two. Uh, one for me is Raven Lene. Mm. Uh, Raven, I think Dope. I saw Raven, like she still wasn't like old enough to get into these venues, yeah. but she had was booked to perform at them yeah. and would, <laughs> would have to perform with like a guardian there and then she had to leave. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so it's even with, like back when she was still young enough to still be wearing like Beats headphones, <laughs> and now you see her now, she's this full blossom, just like yeah. beautiful woman and owns everything on stage yeah. and, and has has captured the, the look and the style and feel that she wants. Mm -hmm. And when you listen to her, she's a really great writer. Mm -hmm. You know, she doesn't have this team of people coming in and doing it for her. Yeah. You hear the originality in her voice and in her pen as well. Yeah. Um, and she's just, just very genuine. Yeah. Kind of like how Jasmine was. Yeah. yeah. Jasmine, she was 13 yeah. years old going yeah. into the Black Lily, like, yeah. like getting in the ring with with the, the, the championship <laughs> belt wearing heavyweights. Yeah. She's like, what? We're just effortless talent. The way yeah. she sings, always noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Always noticed that with Raven. Like, yeah. I, I was in Chicago at the time when she was really still, like, getting the momentum. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy. Because I, like, would go try to congratulate her afterwards, and she's gone because she couldn't be there anymore. Yeah. Um, so to, to see what she's doing now is great. And then, obviously, Daniel Caesar. Yeah. Uh, Daniel has one of those things, one of those records when it comes to get you or even the, the feel of the entire um the, his entire album that just makes you say okay you have to pay attention yeah you know and so that's it's beautiful it's, it's one of those things where you feel like a resurgence of just honesty has happened yeah and there's actually there's one more for me who um is not as known i really hope she becomes popular she's from the same camp as daniel her name is charlotte day wilson mm. charlotte is incredible she produces her own stuff she writes her own stuff and I mean, beast, musician, voice is amazing. I love Charlotte Day Wilson's music, and uh, I think that's somebody else. Especially if she can end up landing just that one record that everybody can stick to. Mm -hmm. Oh man, and she, people start going said, back through that catalog, yeah. they're gonna be like, what Wait, did we miss? Yeah. So, Charlotte Day Wilson, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, well, we gotta, cut, we gotta wrap it up mm -hmm. a little bit. So the last thing we wanna do, well, this is your fourth playlist. So y'all have done this since the beginning. This is your first. Yeah. So let's talk about your your pretty much your overall experience so far being here at the Place Retreat. Mosquitoes. <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's, That's real though. That's real though. They got uh, mosquitoes in San Antonio. We spray. We nah. do that, like, all across. It's, it's, it's been really great. Um, even right now in the challenge groups that we have, um, being put together with, I just. It's, I feel like it's impossible to know everybody and what everybody's done and what they do, know their catalog. Yeah. And so I didn't know any of the guys in my group. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, all right, cool. But the first time in my life I'm being made to make records with people I don't even know yeah. in, in any way. Yeah. Uh, but in that, you get to know them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And as we start working on these records more and more and, and everybody's doing their part and what they're like expert at, what they're mastering, you start to the mutual respect that wasn't able to be there because you didn't know them now it's there yeah and now it's what it does now it grows this network of people to be able to say like yo look out for this person this this guy's amazing oh you need this you can hit up this guy yeah um, and it, it's been really cool to watch that happen to uh, to be a part of it mm -hmm. and just to to be around other 
artist for me in a time where I needed uh, a real big change because I was I'm one of those guys that Jeff talked about that's just at, at the house and creates in the closet with the laptop that's it yeah just me I live in one I lived in Warner Robins Georgia I'm about to move now but I lived in Warner Robins Georgia middle of nowhere I didn't I didn't get to LA often I didn't go to New York often and so all the work had to be like hey send me beats mm -hmm. which I hated mm -hmm. but that's what it was yeah. it's just how I had to live and I just got so tired of it. And I was like, literally a week ago, I'm just like, I need to, to get around some people and make something happen. And I didn't really know what this would be. So this is so perfect for what I what I needed. And I, I love it, I enjoy it. And you got people that keep coming back, obviously. Yeah. It's amazing. Word. How about you for guys? Go ahead, man, you go ahead. <laughs> That's how we're gonna be all of every time. We <laughs> tell y'all work for a while. Yeah. yeah. You know what? This is this is always exciting because we meet work. new people. You get new energy. You you get new ideas. You make new relationships, and then the the, the dream is to um, expound the relationships outside of this place yeah, right. and, and and bring that coalition together, right? They call Jeff 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 Xavier, right? Jeff, Professor X. Professor X. <laughs> right, and this this is his team of mutants That's great. That, he, that he brings here. Yeah. And because these are the people that he's seen be creative and and go outside of the box and and, and work outside of the industry rules and kind of do their own thing to create success. And so being in that environment. Like you said last night, the person next to you is dope. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Find like, out about their dopeness. Right, find Word. out about their dopeness. And that's really what it is. So just being able to get into that that frame of mind and meeting people and talking and building, it gets you really excited about production and creating again. Literally, I'm in there making a beat. I, I haven't made a beat in about 15 years. Yeah. He's he, he This is the music man. I'm yeah. the lyric man. Yeah. But the other day, last you know, just sitting there, mm -hmm. got the controller and got on the machine and was like, yo, everything started coming back. Yeah. And I was like, damn, it ain't hot, but uh, <laughs> it ain't hot, but it's a dope it's idea. Memory. That's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm surprised myself, like, damn, I didn't even know I could do that again. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, yeah. it, it helped you rediscover yourself mm -hmm. and then you leave with that that excitement, you know what I mean? To get back to work with more zeal, wakes you up, you know what I mean? I, I think what he does is, is super great in how he can get these icons, these legends that are here with the next generation of icons, right? And he keeps people from becoming the curmudgeons that yell at clouds and say, get off my lawn. Like this, uh, this, uh, this environment that he creates is, uh, is basically all your insecurities, if it, like you know, because we, we all our insecurities become a guard, mm -hmm. and we're like, you know, come in a room and you know you you gotta let people know what's up, right? Word. I think here when you walk in and you you see some of some of your friends and you see people who've made records that inspire you and you see people who are making records that are inspiring you and you see how talented they are, it just shows you like yo, everything comes full circle. We were there one time, yeah. So the beauty about having some of the younger generation you know come to the older guys here and soak it up and teach us it's better <laughs> when you see the older guys look at the younger generation like wow right yeah. i need to hear from what i need to sit with you and hear from you yeah you know you inspire me and i yeah. think that 
that is the the thing no one saw coming. Yeah. It, we thought it was just gonna be a get together, a cookout, hear some yeah. music, jam. But it, it's been a, a teaching experience. Wow. It's taught a lot of us um, that you know you have to really appreciate everybody that you encounter because everybody's got a gift. Wow. Everybody's got something that can change the course of where we're headed. And when you sit here and and you're sitting next to someone that you've never met, but then you hear their music and you're like, wow, like, okay, right. I know why I'm here. You know, I'm here as a collective goal, you know, to, to make sure that we all come together and help inspire people. Because everybody wants to be here and they don't know what goes on here. And, and, and if That's we true. leave here, we tell everybody. Yeah. And that was just at this retreat. And you know what the, the coolest thing is? I've seen other people leave here and start their own little small retreats. Yeah. Yo, let's continue this in LA. Yo, let's continue this over here. Yeah. So it's very, very inspiring in that he can bring people together and make you feel like the, the first time you started making records and you weren't worrying about getting a check. Yeah. 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 Word. Yep. Take that's us that, out. Yeah, that's that inspiration, motivation, and collaboration. There you right go. There. You got the Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you guys so it. much. <laughs> it's Sophia Ballin here with King Don and Ivan Barrios. Carmen Hagen and Xavier Omar, thank you guys so much for this conversation. Thank you. Thank this you. is the Playlist Retreat, and this is the Playlist Retreat Podcast. Cheer. Peace. <laughs> 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 <laughs>